welcome, welcome. Thank you all for coming. Welcome to Life versus Science. Welcome to the Camelot Lounge. I'm your host, James O'Hanlon. It's lovely to see you all here. Now, tonight's going to be all about science. And I'm pretty confident that this is going to be an amazing night. You know how you can tell I'm confident? You, know, you can tell I'm feeling good? I'm wearing a suit. Look at this. Look at these clean lines. Look at these sensibly length cuffs. This is a rare occasion. Take a picture now. It rarely happens. Now, can I have a show of hands just to start? Who here is not currently a working scientist? All right. Thank Christ. <laughs> Turns out, lots of these science outreach things, is there's a lot of sort of preaching to the choir a bit, and it's kind of a shame, because, you know, whenever you go to these events, and hopefully lots of you are going to lots of Sydney Science Festival events, what tends to happen is you learn a lot of facts, you get lots of new knowledge, you sort of hear about I don't know, how fast comets move around planets, how many yeast cells it takes to change a light bulb, or how many uh, Fiat 500s of blue whales fart will fill, that sort of stuff. But I think that science is not at all about facts and figures. Believe it or not, I think science is about people and the people that make these amazing discoveries. And these scientists are amazing people. They're intelligent people. They're curious people. They're attractive people. Some of us are anyway, but, you know, whatever. But more importantly, they're people. They're fallible. They have desires. They make mistakes. And we're going to be, you know, meeting some of these beautiful people tonight. I hope you'll make them feel welcome because these are the people who make it possible for us to have uh, you know, vaccines for infectious diseases. These are the people who wrench back endangered species from the brink of extinction, like you know, Indiana Jones whipping his hat out from under a closing door. They're the statisticians who develop algorithms that make poker machines more addictive. We don't have any statisticians here tonight, so you're welcome. But... Are you ready to meet our panel of scientists for the night? Yeah. All right. Let's make it happen. All right. Let's give my little list by myself what we've got. So, from the University of Sydney, behavioral ecologist and frontman for the Cider Renaissance, please make him welcome, Dieter Hockulai. <laughs> Next up, from the University of New South Wales, a man who doesn't need a microphone, but we're giving him one anyway. <laughs> Dr. Michael Gusimovic, come on up. <laughs> Next up, from University of Technology, Sydney. <laughs> Stem cell biologist, crazy cat lady, Naomi Kobelik. Come on up on stage. <laughs> and finally, the big gun... Macquarie University, fluid dynamics experts, and before you ask, no, she cannot help you with your household plumbing, Sophie Calabretto, come on up on stage. All right, grab a microphone, guys, pull it out of that little stand, come up, say hi. Hello. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. See, <laughs> so scientists figure out microphones. Good to see you all. Thanks for coming. Thanks for, having, Thanks for having us. No worries. Now, you guys have really never met before tonight. So, why don't we sort of introduce ourselves to each other? You're talking to fellow scientists here. 
why don't we go through, uh, sort of explain the type of research we do to each other. You know, just, you're talking to fellow scientists, so let, let's start with Dieter. What sort of stuff do you work on? Oh, I'm an ecologist at Sydney Uni. St- a lot of our work studies um, how animals and plants interact in cities and how cities impose pressures on animals and plants. They're interested in nature and urban environments. Um, at the heart of it, my, 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 my biggest enthusiasm are insects and spiders and things, but I'm happy to work on a range of things. I'm very um, indulgent scientifically, so I'm, I'm, I'm a middle-aged man, so I'm happy to be an expert in anything. So. Thanks, Dieter. <laughs> Michael, what do you do? So I'm an evolutionary biologist. Uh, I study sex. Um, yes. You may cheer. Some people who like having it in the crowd, I see. <laughs> Wonderful. That's going to make things easier. I also make video games to help people understand science, and I use video games to explore human behavior. So video games and sex and is the, the simple way of All saying All the good it. things, yeah. Yeah. Good. Naomi. Hi, I'm Naomi, and I like stem cells. <laughs> so I study stem cells specifically from fat. I do all the isolations in-house, so I get these tubes of warm, thick, gooey fat. It's great stuff. And then I just try and characterise and understand them. Sophie. That's gross. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So I'm Sophie. I'm an applied mathematician, and I'm specifically a fluid mechanist. So I'm interested in the maths behind why fluid flows. I'm really into turbulence these days, so I like to describe it as fluid behaving badly and why does it behave badly. Um, we don't know. That's, uh, we haven't worked it out yet, but we will, maybe. All right, Can awesome. Now, now, as a fellow scientist, I thought that I would understand most of that. Uh, turns out I was wrong. So we're going we're gonna to do this again, uh, and I'm going to get you to describe your science. Every time I don't understand something or I think you're relying on needless jargon, I'm going to ring this spell, if I can do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Dieter, <laughs> please describe what you do as a scientist. <laughs> I feel informs mainly, but um, <laughs> just no. I, I want to understand how animals and plants can live in a really hostile place, like. Animals? Elaborate plants? on a hostile. What, why would be a hostile sort of environment? Well, that's a great question, James. It's actually... <laughs> Thanks, Dieter. That's what um, I'm here for. It's, a, it's, it's an area typically seen as hostile, but a place where nature actually finds a way to try and work out how it can actually persist in what might be seen. Persist. <laughs> Hang around. Um, yeah. uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how about these camels, eh? That's <laughs> Already on the camels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, um, yeah, so I'm interested in understanding how animals and plants live in, in, in places that are hard to live in. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Thanks, Dieter. <laughs> right, Mike, you were, you were light on with the details. But tell us a bit more about the stuff you research. <sighs> this is your goading me into saying hard words, which I don't want to do now. <laughs> I study sex. Yeah, Feel free to probably go. the same people who cheered the last time. Thank you very much. <laughs> very appreciated. Um, I'm very interested in how individuals find mates. All right, so far, so good. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm not going to let mates slide. Mates? What's wrong with mates? The mates. mates. The hey, mate. How's it going? That's sort of mate. 
You never heard me talk in Australian accent before, have you? No, no, no. no. That was it. That was really, really good, by the way. Thank you for that. It's worse than mine. Thanks. Go, go on, please. How individuals find partners? Is what type of partner? Mating partners. <laughs> I think you mean Other critters partners. they do naughty things with. This is really hard when you have your finger on a button over there. It makes you really nervous. Wait, are these like human partners or like non-human partners? Good question, Naomi. Sometimes in crickets and spiders and sometimes in humans. Which it's surprising they're not very different. <laughs> Shocking. No one ever believes me, but it's very true. We're very uh, similar. Uh, in what crickets. way? Is, is there cricket Tinder? Is there... What, what are There's we a spider Tinder. We did make a game called Spinder. <laughs> so there is a spider Tinder. That was a shameless plug. <laughs> shameless plug for what, Mike? For the company I have that makes video games for education. Oh. <laughs> no, the microphone needed to be closer. Ah. Thank you very much. Thank you. So I can't remember where I was. You, you stopped at sex, really. Sex, yeah. yes. <laughs> so so let's, uh, let me give you an example. So I work have worked on peacock spiders as well. Some people probably know them here. The little jumping spiders that are very colorful and dance in wonderful ways. I had a wonderful PhD student named Matty Gerard who did some phenomenal work on those. And we looked at what makes a good male and why they dance so well and why females like choosing the males that dance more than others. There you go. All right. Simple words. Give it up for Mike, everyone. Good job. <laughs> Your turn, Amy. I feel like I'm lucky because everyone understands what stem cells are. They're like exciting and fun. <laughs> no, they're cool. No. Nope. Okay. I mean, I can't. I can't use a different word because that'd be that'd be faking it. But I can explain what they are. Yes, please. So they're cells that self-renew, so they keep on growing and growing and growing, and then they differentiate to different cells. Meaning, it's like waiting for the ding. I was like, oh. Um, they can no, turn into question. different cell types. Yeah. Good. Yeah, Go and on. I I just try and study them and understand them better. And I get them from fat, and they're just pretty dang cool. Fat? Tummy fat. fat. I just want more. How do you get them from fat? From liposuction, which makes finding volunteers very easy. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody want to uh, introduce themselves to Naomi Complimentary liposuction. Please come and talk to me later. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Stem cells from fat Mm -hmm. and what they do. And I study their proteins. I could feel that one coming. (laughs) Um, I think proteins are really interesting because if you think about it, it's almost like you have a snapshot in time of exactly what's going on inside of the cells that you're looking at. So I find well, I'm a little bit biased. But proteomics is really cool, I swear to God. <laughs> Studying of proteins. Studying <laughs> proteins is cool. <laughs> proteins and stem cells are cool. My research is great. <laughs> all right, let's all thank Naomi. Very good job. <laughs> all right. I'm going to... So I study fluids, and by fluid I mean <laughs> um, air or water or blood or semen or anything that flows. Um, basically not solid. I actually think that's the best. So if it's not solid, it's a fluid in essence. Um, um, and so I'm interested in when they go from flowing... <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I want to say flowing in a well-behaved way, but I feel like you're going to ding that. No? Well-behaved to just getting, like, real choppy and nuts. All right. Why? 
Great question, James. <laughs> so um, sometimes we want fluid to behave badly. So if we're talking about you know big industrial applications and say you want to mix two things together and you want to put in a small amount of energy, make the fluid better. You want to, you just want to like tap it a little bit and make it spin more, right? And then it will mix really quickly, and you haven't had to try very hard. But then sometimes we don't want fluid to do that. Like say you're in an aeroplane, um, and what you really want is that fluid or air in this case to be moving around your aerofoil or wing or wing. <laughs> nice, nice save. I'm on the. I got this game now. I'm nailing it. Uh, you want that to move very nicely around the wing and then detach off the back in a way where you don't get any vortices or swirling air um, because that means that your plane will be more efficient, you will need to use less fuel, um, you're less likely to vomit when your plane sort of goes up and down a lot. So sometimes we want turbulent behaviour, sometimes we don't want turbulent behaviour, but we just don't actually understand it at all in any way, shape or form. So that's what we're trying to do. So if you calibrate everyone, just give it up. <laughs> No, that was all right. Good. So, am I on? Cut off. I was dinging the bell too hard, that's why I didn't like it. So, did you always want to be scientists? When you were, think back to when you were little kids running around skinning your knees, did you think, yeah, aerofoil physics? Yeah. No. No. Um, so um, I, I've honestly not met a mathematician yet who grew up wanting to be a mathematician. <laughs> I, I don't think it's a real thing. So uh, actually, when I, I mean, I was always a dork. So when I was really little, I wanted to be a marine biologist. But sharks are very scary, and I'm not great at swimming. Like if you put me in the ocean, I would actually probably drown. So um, I went to uni to. I wanted to be an astrophysicist because it. At high school, I liked physics, and I thought space was really cool. And then I got to uni, and I realised that when I thought I liked physics, what I actually liked was the maths um, underneath all the physics. And then I got stuck, and I never managed to get out. And now I'm a mathematician. <laughs> but but actually, I have a show of hands of who here likes math. But actually. there are some over there. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty decent. Good. <laughs> There's some over there. Mathematicians. <laughs> There's some maths over there in the corner. Naomi, surely you didn't picture yourself getting fat delivered to your office to get cells oh out of it, God. truly. No, I, I wanted to be like a food TV host. Doesn't that sound fun? You get paid to walk around, eat food, and say how much you liked it. Or hated it. It's great either way. Where, where did you go wrong? How could you have not have gone down that path? I went to a science high school. Oh, <laughs> first mistake. <That's> the error. <laughs> and I've, I've been there ever since. I love it, though. Yeah, I, I, I remember I had this project where you had to pick something to research that was important and valuable, and I wanted to research cats. <laughs> and I found it so hard to find a project where I could convince my science teacher, my chemistry teacher specifically, that I needed to research these cats. But I realised, so paracetamol, right, when it breaks down, like, oh, this sounds so dumb as an adult, but old people have lots of cats, and what if the paracetamol breaks easily if you buy, like, you know, different brands of it? Which one's more likely to crumble on their fingers? And what if their cat slicks their fingers and the cat dies? That was my project. My first taste of research. It was great. Um, I, think, I, think they need, I think they need a fair bit of paracetamol to actually, you know, that's still, that, that was the project that you did. 
you know what? I, I was in grade 10. It was so exciting. It's amazing. I organized to go over. <laughs> I went over to like the university say. labs and we bought all these different tablets and put them in different machines and figured out which ones are more durable. It was really cool. No, I agree. Saving cats. <laughs> so d- killing cats for science is not an option. No. <laughs> I mean, you could go work on urban ecology with Dieter, which I'm sure involves killing cats at some stage, right, Dieter? I mean, that's science. You can't pull that card. <laughs> Do I, do I have to answer that? Because I'm, <laughs> um, I'm a cat person, not a dog person. So, so I, I, I'm marginalised in my community, and they're full. Of, I, I work with a group of dog people, and yeah. So the short answer is: in, in, in urban systems, we actually think that cats are just here, and there's, there's a whole lot of other issues that are more significant for affecting nature. Maybe on the outside parts of the city. So I think Naomi, we're okay with the cats around here. So. Well, a way to avoid the hot topic, Dieter. <laughs> yeah. To make friends in the audience, Scott. <laughs> but did you see yourself doing urban ecology? Did you even know it was a thing before you were a scientist? I only realised it was a thing about ten years ago. So um, no, I wanted to open the batting for Australia. I wanted to be full forward for St Kilda, and I wanted to be a rock star. And I, I probably want all three of those things still, but. Cricket Australia aren't returning my calls. <laughs> St Kilda are playing so badly at the moment, it's hardly worth playing for them. And the, the rock star thing's hard. So, yeah, yeah. How, how is the band going, Dieter? <laughs> Want to plug any gigs? We're playing at the Petersham <laughs> Bowling Club. Uh, it's Father's Day, September the 2nd. We're playing the coveted 6.30 to 7 slot. It's 10 bucks entry. You'll love it. <laughs> it's the Cider Renaissance, everybody. <laughs> Mike, you've managed to make a career out of playing video games. I'm guessing that was the plan all along. It wasn't. Unfortunately. You think I'd be that smart, but I was not at all. No, no. I wanted to be a dentist. And what do you think the first person says to you when you say, yeah, yeah, I want to be a dentist? Why would you put your hand in someone else's mouth? No, that's the second thing. Uh, no one else? Uh-uh. Yes. What was it? Say it out loud. Yes, you know dentists have the highest suicide rate. And you're like, wow, thank you for letting me know. They have to put their hands in other people's mouths. (laughs) Yeah, that's the second thing. The first thing is the suicide rate. Yeah, but putting hands in people's mouths is, I don't know what I was thinking. It was a terrible idea. I wanted to be a pediatric dentist. I wanted to actually work with screaming children. children would buy it. I know. what, What is wrong with me? It makes no sense. Thank God I'm, well, I'm not a dentist. Sorry, I apologize if anyone's a dentist out there. I, I, I'm married to a dentist. But, but she wouldn't come tonight. I hope she's feeling all right. I, mean, I should do a dinner. Is she, she happy? Is she content? Good? <laughs> Let's just say Mark's comments about their mental health and their um, why do you put your hands in there. Think that if you met enough dentists, you'll go, yeah. Well, now we're all scientists. You've sort of settled into things. You've got the gist of what you're doing. You you, you seem to to talk about it like you know what you're doing. But are there any of those moments as a scientist where you find yourself doing something and you just look down and you go, what the hell am I doing? I did not think science involved this, but it does. I mean, I'm guessing you don't actually liposuction people yourself. When I get tubes of warm, thick, gooey fat, I was like, how did I get here? <laughs> so you don't just go fight club and go raid them from dumpsters at the back of a liposuction I get, clinic? I get, I get nice little, little. okay, you think about like 30 to 40 mils. That's not too much. It's like a nice little little tube of fat. 
And the surgeon who actually does the liposuctions for me, he, um, he doesn't drive. So he Ubers them to me and I get them in a little <laughs> plastic bag, all sealed and labelled. <laughs> does the Uber driver know what's going on? I hope not. Anybody <laughs> else any, any strange moments? When you spent tons of time just staring at spiders, Mike, surely that at some stage that occurred to you that this isn't... That's, uh, sp- spiders are really cool. I never... I didn't always think that. I used to be arachnophobic. I know, which is also really weird. With uh, weird life choices. When I first met you, I'm pretty sure you were working on redbacks. Yes, I was. How do you get from arachnophobic to redback research? I know, my, my supervisor at the time, I didn't tell her until I finished my PhD five years later. PhDs take five years in Canada, so it was totally normal. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I told you, you know, after a couple of beers, you know, I, you know, I was deathly afraid of spiders before I started here. Would you have, in her eyes kind of widened, I said, would you have taken me as a PhD student? She said, no, no, absolutely not. So I faked it really well. So that's what science is a lot of the time, is faking it really, really well until you make it. It's true. No, I, th- I think that is true. <laughs> I have no I- idea what I'm doing all the time. Well, it's a bit early to bring up imposter syndrome into the podcast, but we probably should know it's come up. We, we have a-, a range of, I guess, career stages up here on the panel, from, from seasoned professionals down the end to, to Naomi, who's still doing her PhD. <laughs> Little wee Naomi over here. <laughs> Little wee Naomi. Would you agree, panel, that Naomi's living the best days of her life right now in her PhD? <laughs> That's the saddest face. I'm at my prime now. Yeah, it definitely gets yeah, worse. Yeah, academia. <laughs> How honest are we meant to be here? It's no holds barred, guys. It's like it's literally all downhill from here. <laughs> oh snap! Not all downhill. It's somewhat a it's gentle. It's a gentle incline. Yeah. It's, it's but, down though. <laughs> gentle, gentle. No, no down. But, but the beauty Gentle of it is... It'll, it'll, I'm not a mathematician. I don't know, yeah. like, but angles. It, it will also lull you into that false sense of, oh, yeah, mm. things are going well. And then it'll come crashing down. So it's really... It's, yeah. it's, it's I'm a so bit excited of, for the false hope, guys. It, it, it sounds great. It's like a little roller coaster ride. I'm like, look at me. But, but you never get back to the start. It just keeps going down. <laughs> no, that's... No, it's going to be... But I just feel uh, there are great things in your future, Naomi. <laughs> You've got to also remember that you've chosen a much better field of study than we have, so you'll probably be much better off than we are. That's true. In terms of employability, I study spider sex. (laughs) There's not that much money in it. (laughs) Studies fat and stem cells. Oh my god! If the future is anything, it's stem cells and fat. (laughs) And fat. It's true. Lots of both. All right, well, that got really dark really quickly. So, <laughs> so, Yay. So I'll, I'll, I'll bring it back up again. Yes? You, you, you raised imposter syndrome. Yeah. I, I think one of the things about getting really old is you, get, you go from getting, oh, I'm worried about imposter syndrome to just accepting it. You go, yeah, I'm an imposter. I, you know, I didn't hire me. It's not my fault I got this job. <laughs> <laughs> But I think that's one... Of, you mentioned that. One of the surprising things for... Probably Naomi here. One of the worst things you can do is ask older people for career advice because <laughs> we'll, we'll give it. Um, uh, but there's that weird moment in science where you find yourself at a table at a, chatting with people and someone asks a question and everyone turns and looks at you like you're the person that's supposed to know. And it, and it really creeps up on you where all of a sudden you've become an expert and no one told you. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, that's a good point about being a scientist. Do you guys feel like you're smart? (laughs) (laughs) I feel persistent. I'm I'm not an idiot. Yes. Is that the same thing? (laughs) I don't know, guys. Is it? it (laughs) I I mean, there's this idea that we're all these intellectuals and and no, no. I've kind of got by on my looks. We know. We know. <laughs> so this is a podcast. There's <laughs> you can say that stuff on it. <laughs> but I mean, there's. I feel like we're. Uh, it's just passion that it could be described as, as opposed to knowing a lot. I mean, you have to be pretty passionate to aimlessly like throw yourself in a particular direction and keep on digging that little bubble deeper and deeper. Like it's amazing to know something in so much detail. But it's just a little speck in the grand scheme. Which is great, though. I love it. But, yeah, I don't know if that's necessarily smart. (laughs) I just have nowhere else to go. (laughs) (laughs) I've made my bed. (laughs) I'm a mathematician forever now. That's it. No no plan B careers, then? I'd like to be a trophy wife. (laughs) (laughs) Gentlemen, tonight... tonight. That's it. You're welcome to buy the panel drinks and get to know them. (laughs) A gin and soda is uh, my drink. I'm afraid to ask about the rest of your backup career plans. What, what, <laughs> well, we know rock stardom, obviously, Dieter. You're asking about whether we think we're smart. I, I reckon one of the, the things we often forget is we're really privileged in the environment that we work in is we actually work with a heap of smart and motivated people. And we, I think we, it's very easy for us to forget that, so... Maybe not me, but I work with a lot of really smart people, and I think it's actually really a fun part of the job. Uh, but back to your rock star comment, what do you want to know? <laughs> if that's career plan B, whenever you throw this all in. We, we, we have, I think, 89 likes on Facebook, so... <laughs> nice! Again, cider renaissance, guys. Look them up. <laughs> Peterson Bowls, was it? Uh, Peterson Bowling Club on... <laughs> Number again. <laughs> All right, any, any backup plans? Uh, you know, I've got kids now. They're really into Fortnite. I figure if I really push them really hard and force them to play really yes, hard... Yes, they could be millionaires. They could be millionaires, but the chances are really slim, so I've got a really pathetic backup plan. <laughs> Talented kids, yeah. That sounds yeah, like a risky backup Isn't that why you have kids, so they provide for you later? <laughs> yeah. that, and <laughs> organs, I think. And organs, yes, yes. <laughs> Should I go? No. You're doing great, Sophie. This is wonderful. I do enjoy how dark you're getting really quickly. <laughs> and Naomi, now that we've all talked about a continuing a career in science, wh- wh- where's your head at? <laughs> hey, yeah. uh, look, I wasn't naive walking into Back to into food uh, critic. I walked into research fully understanding that my first research project, we spent a year trying to purify a protein, and we never did. So I was aware of the failure in science. That sounds really bad, but there's a lot of bashing your head against a wall. Um, and I know there's no job stability, and it's fine. I've, I'm willing to kind of, like, flog myself at it and see how it goes. <laughs> All right, let, let's bring this back up again. All right, let's, let's get out of this ditch. I love science. <laughs> Tell me about a time when you find yourself doing something and it just reassured you that you're, you're in the right place. You're exactly where you should be. You find something amazing. You discovered something. You just went, yep. 
Um, I think for me it's science communication a lot. So I started reaching out to the community because I fell into SciComm and I love it. And it's just really great when you have people reaching out to you. So you have people asking you for advice. That just It's just it's really meaningful and fulfilling. And it's a good ego boost, right? I mean, yeah, as long as you know the answer to the question. <laughs> Anybody else? This <laughs> is a bit depressing. It does sound depressing. No, I... <laughs> You know, one of my <clears throat> my favorite aspects of sciences has really been the opportunity to, to interact with students and just go out in the field and do stuff. Most of the, most of the time, the stuff never really works or fails miserably beyond recognition. But just the opportunity to be around students who just want to try things out and are willing to fail like that is such an awesome trait because that's it's through failure is the only way you really grow. As as cliche as that kind of sounds. I know we wanted to bring it up a notch. Yeah, you're not really <laughs> selling it, guys. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, by, by far, the students are the best part. Yeah, the fact that you end up knowing stuff really creeps up on you too. And one of, the, one of the great excitements, if you're lucky enough to work at a university, is the teaching side of things. And it's really nice to walk into a room and, and talk and have 400 people listen to you and, and write down... 400? Even now? That's out of a class of 1,600. But yeah, yeah. it's something there. <laughs> But, you know, you, you, you walk in there, you talk, you say something, people listen and write it down, and then you, you go home and, I've got three teenagers, you talk and no one listens. <laughs> so, it's, you know, a bit of, I get my ego boosts at work. Home's, home's not so good for them, so. Sophie, you've never found yourself uh, staring at an equation. Oh, hello. <laughs> you ever find yourself, you know, staring at, at, at numbers coming together and, and equations happening and just... So I don't deal with a lot of numbers. Um, I mainly do... As a mathematician, what? how does that work? Do you deal with a lot of fluids? I do deal with <laughs> Okay, cool. I'm okay. all about fluids. Um, no, so as a mathematician, we, so a lot of the equations we use have symbols in them, not numbers. Um, but I'm, oh, get wrecked! <laughs> what, what, what just happened? What? No, that was awesome. That's, I always think of maths as numbers, but yeah, you're right. I don't, I don't know anything symbols. about numbers. Actually, yeah, um, completely irrelevant, but it's like I go out with people and, you know, we get a bill and someone's like, hey, Sophie, you're a mathematician, split this. <laughs> I can't do arithmetic in my head. That's why we have calculators. Like, why Pulls would I... out the iPhone. <laughs> like, literally. So, mathematicians do things that calculators can't. And so, we like to do... It's critical thinking. We think about problems in a way that a computer can't solve these things. Um, so, I actually do... Most of my stuff is computational because fluids are super complex and we're not... Um, smart enough to deal with them and in fact if you solve the equations that govern all fluid motion the Clay Mathematical Institute will give you a million US dollars because it's literally that hard to deal with so just use a computer like that makes really nice pictures <laughs> <laughs> so that's the key you're going to figure out fluid dynamics or have talented kids that's the keys to success here yep. <laughs> so I mean speaking of these, these symbols and how they all come together do, you, do mathematicians have like a favourite equation I think some of them do. Do you? Well, um, I mean, so, it, like, the, the equation that I deal with the most and that I like the most, uh, so they're, the, they're called the Navier-Stokes equations, and they are the equations that govern all fluid motion. But I do have Euler's identity tattooed on my arm, but that's because it's pretty. <laughs> I'm all about aesthetics. So that's the pretty one, and the other one's the useful one. The, um, as a non-mathematician, I have no idea what any of that means. Pretty equations? How can an equation be pretty? Well, I think it's just aesthetically pleasing. Like, there's nothing pretty <laughs> about the math. Like, I think it's nice to look at yeah. with my eyes. 
and but the maths that it does is useless. Well, it's not. I mean, the it it is. It's a nice equation because it encompasses nine mathematical concepts in one equation, and basically tells you that if you combine three seemingly random constants in mathematics together in a certain way, you get negative one, which is like a mind fuck. Uh, it blows your mind. <laughs> where no were kids we? here tonight. We're, where were we good. on we're that? We're fine. We're safe. And, um, but I, like, I just think it's. I think it's just. It's pretty. That's. Li- it's literally. I don't care about the maths behind it. I don't. I don't. I'm one of these people who believes like maths. I mean, maths can be and is beautiful. But I think maths is useful, and I think that's why we should actually care about it. So I'm not into puzzles and tricks and like Fibonacci sequences. Like I just. I don't get why people care about that. <laughs> Big round of applause for yeah, the mathematicians. Awesome. It's all happening. They are all applied mathematicians, and so they agree with me for that reason. I'm just thinking that must have been handy in exams too. Um, I did. I did sit one exam with it, and someone's like, "Are you going to put a band-aid on that? Because they'll think you're cheating, and then they'll take you away." It wasn't relevant to the course, so it was fine. <laughs> and the I mean, stem cells. Yes. <laughs> Are they still evil? Are they, I feel are like they, they were evil, evil years ago and they were, were going to be killing babies no, they were evil. and pulling yeah. stem cells out when of you, them. When you take them from babies, yeah, I think they're evil. Oh, it's, we have it's, baby stem cells. I feel like throughout my childhood it was just South Park and that episode where they're talking about embryonic stem cells and they're all like... Mm. Um, so, <laughs> so no, they're not still evil. But it's totally flipped. I feel like everyone was like, oh my God, embryos, people are eating them I don't know and now they're like wow stem cells literally the cure to everything so it's entirely flipped and we need to find like a little middle happy ground for where are, stem cells are really. they the cure to everything fuck no <laughs> just checking I was just asking for a friend what, what are they the cure to then they are so stem cells have incredible applications I think there is so much strength in hope and I never want to crush someone's hope. But when it comes to stem cell therapies, I feel like hope's being exploited all the time. There's so much excessive hype and there's not enough conversations around what they actually do. So when you look at things like treating cancer, like leukemia, stem cells, working great. Everything else is really in those early research phases. And the problem is our legislation, because, because it's your own cells from your own body, our legislation in most countries aren't really up to scratch to really maintain that research phase and a lot of treatments are readily available. So I found a website where I can get stem cells from Thailand that'll help me bulk up. Yes. I reckon I should go for it. There's stem cells for everything. Facials, broken spine, I don't know. <laughs> They're there for everything. <laughs> so many treatments available. So I should put my money down is what you're saying. Oh, hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I have a question for you two guys up the end. I want you to collaborate on this one. Spiders are gross. Prove me oh. wrong. I'm not sure what you want me to say. Go on, they're icky. I don't like them. Well, that's too bad for you. <laughs> they're very cool, Dieter. They, they, they come in more colours than most other animals. Yeah. <laughs> really? Like more than, I don't know, parrots? Or... Birds are boring. <laughs> you have to get up super early to see them. They make a lot of noise. They poop all over everything. And they swoop at you. They s- magpies swoop at you all the time. No. Gross. I mean, you know, they, they barely make a mess. Their poo's really clean. <laughs> yeah, but huntsmen are kind of gross. Huntsmen are gross. I'm okay with that one. Yeah, no, sorry. They're really fast. But, but they're really fast. Too many degrees of freedom. You don't know where they're going. I hate no. 
Yeah. Here I comes was, the mathematician with the spider knowledge. I tried to catch them and, and put them outside, but every time I kill them, just they're kill so them. fast. I really don't want them to die. Yeah. But they're so fast. You're the spider guy, and you're like, just kill him. Yeah, no, I don't want to kill them. I want to take them outside. I'm sorry. I'm just being honest. We're all about honesty. Yeah, tonight, this is a panel of honesty. How do you feel about Huntsman? <laughs> well, well, nature finds a way when you... Th- <laughs> yeah. well, you know, no, but you, know, you, know, you may not like Huntsman, but there's a, you know, you've got your perfect wasp buddy in the world, the Pompilid wasp, this wasp that goes and finds Huntsman, paralyzes them, lays the egg inside them, the baby wasp hatches and eats the Huntsman while it's still alive. I, I feel bad for Huntsman when you say that kind of stuff, but... Seriously, you've got to get this story straight. Dude, I, <laughs> I'm a very complex individual. What's not gross, James, probably? I mean, you know, you can, every, yeah, James. Every, everything is gross. Well, cats apparently are delightful. No, cats are gross. Yeah, but they're grossly lovely. Um, oh. Yes. <laughs> How many million reptiles do they eat a year? Feral cats. Yeah, look, I've heard that said a lot of times. Cats eat 1.8 million reptiles a year. Do you know how many insects cats are saving by doing that? The the noble act of cats in killing all these native birds and reptiles is saving millions and millions of insects. So, I mean, you know, swings and roundabouts, James. Swings and roundabouts. (laughs) Thanks for that, guys. (laughs) No, would you believe it? We've already been talking for 40 minutes. So, so, I'm going to remind everyone, we have our little question forms on our tables. If you are looking for a pen, there are scientists all over. Trust me, they have little pocket protectors. <laughs> and they have pens ready and waiting. So if you get to ask some questions, we'll collect them up. Well, thank me. Uh, thank me? Thank oh. our... <laughs> I think there's a question there. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll look at that later. Join me in thanking oh. our panel. We're going to take a quick 10-minute break, and we'll see you back here soon. Thanks, guys. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're back. Let's welcome back our scientists. Come on up onto the stage, Mike. (laughs) How are we all going? Having a good night? Good. All right. Awesome. (laughs) All right. Well, how are you guys feeling? Ready to go again? Ready and ruined? <laughs> we got a ton of questions from the audience. Oh, <laughs> I don't actually think we're going to get through all of them. Is there that many, really? Yes. Oh, wow. I'm impressed, guys. <laughs> well done, everyone. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I'm not going to throw them at you straight away. I'm, I'm gonna, we're going to do a bit of a warm-up. I have questions for you. <laughs> yes. And this is going to be a speed round. Oh. You have a limited time to answer these questions. All right. Okay. <laughs> yes, you know me well. <laughs> and we're going to start with Sophie. Twelve. Yes! Oh, my God, you did it! You did it! That was the fastest ever. You know what? Almost, math- actually. <laughs> All right, Sophie, ready? Your time starts. I don't like this. <laughs> now, Sophie, you're a mathematician. Yes. What's the square root of 1,764? Don't care. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> 42, in case you're wondering. It's always 42. Use a calculator, don't waste your time. (laughs) 
it's quick, uh, time's running out. Uh, zero gravity environment. I'm an astronaut. Which way does my trapped gas go? You're Upper asking a physics question now. Is that, oh, 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 correct again. Was that just a smart ass way of saying, I don't know? <laughs> no, I no idea. <laughs> All right, next question. Time's running out. Who would win a fight, Pythagoras or Euclides? Oh, they'll draw. They were both fine. Oh, it's such a weaselly answer. Come on. <laughs> I, like, I don't much care for either of them, so yeah. Oh, laying it down. I just, I mean, there are... Mic mo- drop. There are Don't modern, drop it. There are modern yell, mathematicians. Is that the mic oh, drop? <laughs> I feel like other people have done more interesting things, but thank you for laying the groundwork, Euclides and Pythagoras. <laughs> All right, final question. Time's almost running out. Uh, why did the jockey take his saddle to bed? I don't know. Mathematicians don't have senses of humour. Does that help answer <laughs> your question? What if I said it was in case he had nightmares? <laughs> I'm not playing this game anymore. Round of applause for Sophie. She did very well in the speed run. (laughs) Did I get everyone wrong? (laughs) Is that your definition of well? You know, you got a couple of laughs. Thanks. (laughs) We're at the laughs, not the science. (laughs) Thank you all. All right, next next uh, person up for the speed round questions, Michael Kasumovic. Ready? (laughs) Yes. That was close. Speed round. Your time starts now, Michael. How many oh. roads must a man walk down before you can call him a man? Oh, my God. Who walks anymore? Uber it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say 42, but, you know. <laughs> All right. Next question. How do I build a nether portal? Oh, God. I, my kids play way too many, much Minecraft that I actually know what that is. <laughs> and? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I have no clue. Anyone from the audience want to jump in here? Surely someone knows this. What? You guys are all losers. <laughs> How do you not know this? You're not... Oh, we got oh. someone on the front. Yes. It's, um, it's, uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 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 uh, obsidian in a rectangle, and then you divide it into two. Yes, this is what <laughs> I am talking about. Yes, well done. Something about proud. you get a bunch of obsidian blocks, you make a frame out of them, and then you strike them with your flint and steel. Is that right? All right. That there was you go. awesome. <laughs> oh crap, time's running out quick. Whoops. See, video games are important, people. <laughs> All right, uh, in the Super Nintendo game, Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Yes. Which of these keystrokes combinations initiates Chun Li's spinning bird kick? Oh, yes. Is it A, hold down, t- hold down for two seconds, then press up and kick at the same time? Yes, is it, it is. Michael Kosimovic, everyone. <laughs> Didn't even need Just to read the stop it there. She was my favorite character. <laughs> Her legs were incredibly strong. <laughs> it's true. She made All right, so final question. Time's running yes, out. Yes, okay, sorry. Can you recite a haiku about meiosis? Oh, what is it? 575? Five, yep. <laughs> the cells, they just go. Because the DNA works it's beautiful no round of applause for Michael Kazumovic can I get that on a t-shirt please it can be your next tattoo I'm so glad we have that we have that on video right sorry mom oh goodness yeah (laughs) alright Naomi you're next up ready your time starts 
Now, every now and again, I wake up with a single giant bright white eyebrow. Where did it come from and what's it doing there? God, I have no idea. Are you like a troll? <laughs> it's funny because it happens to me sometimes. Too. <laughs> it's a guy thing, I think, right? <laughs> All right, so that's an I don't know. All right, next question. Who is better, Dr. Ellie Sattler or Dr. Ellie Arroway? Sattler. <laughs> Boom. That wasn't your question to answer. <laughs> Sorry. You can fight this out. No, I can stop the clock. Fight it out. She plays dirty. <laughs> I just really like Jurassic Park. It's fine. <laughs> Is that your I'm not going to fight her. <laughs> All right. Dr. Ellie Sattler is Laura Dern's character in Jurassic Park, if you're wondering, and Ellie Arroway is Jodie Foster's character in Contact. <laughs> All right. Show of hands, Ellie Sattler. <laughs> oh, yes. All right. Ellie Arroway. Ellie Sattler for the win. All right. Yes. <laughs> that was a straight up and down arm. All right. Let's re- restart the clock. Uh, coriander, yes or no? Yes. Oh, yes! That is incorrect, I'm <laughs> yes. afraid. Oh, nope, I'm sorry. Naomi, you're right. Negative right. one. What about cilantro? Naomi. What about right. cilantro? We'll, we'll both fight in a second. <laughs> <laughs> They're the same thing. <laughs> Our final question. What is a more appropriate metaphor for following your dreams? Is it A, shoot for the moon... Even if you miss, you'll end up amongst the stars. Or is it B? I already choose shoot B. Shoot for the stars. <laughs> Even if you don't make it, you might land on the moon. What's more appropriate? What if you end up in the sun? <laughs> <laughs> My logic, I was like, what if I just shoot and end up nowhere? I'm just floating around like, oh, shit. That's much worse, actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Option C. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> don't try, I think, is the answer there from Naomi. Just give up. Before you even start. All right, round of applause for Naomi Kobelik, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dieter, you're up. You can do it. You can do I this. I believe in you. You'll be better than the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> We've set Ready? The your time starts. I threw away your questions. What did I do? <laughs> I'm not used to open answered questions. That's really hard. Uh, time well, sta- oh, sorry. starts. Now, do spiders understand the concept of revenge? Everyone understands the concept of revenge. <laughs> Even spiders. It's true. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> You're in trouble. <laughs> You're going to not like these next questions. <laughs> What's the opposite of a stink bug? I'm actually gone to... Well, the opposite of a bug would be... And then, <laughs> so that, that, You're too much of a scientist. Yeah. Um, Time's running out, Dieter. <laughs> what bugs smell good? Oh, I don't know. But help! <laughs> <laughs> I, I call a peppermint stick insect from the back. That out. A peppermint yeah. stick insect is the best thing I've ever heard. No, I'm afraid that's incorrect. The correct answer is a deodorant. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> don't applaud that. <laughs> Not scientifically no. accurate. That's the best pun of the night, though. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. All right, question so three. Time's, time's ticking. <laughs> what would you rather fight, a horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? Oh, a horse-sized duck every time. <laughs> That's correct. All right, final question for Dieter Hoculi. True or false? In high school, your nickname was Deeper Coculi. <laughs> yeah, I wish. No, false. <laughs> <laughs> and Dieter's time has run out. I'm afraid we'll never know the answer to that one. Right of applause for Dieter Hoculi. <laughs> and for everyone in general. 
All right, I'm going to find my audience questions. All right, so we have some questions from the audience. First one is about spiders. <laughs> Ready. All right, do spiders go through the same mating woes as us? And they've given examples. Do they punch above their weight, down, or just settle? And what have you done in your personal lives, I think, is the uh, implied question there. Yeah, ouch. <laughs> wow. Um, no, they're, um, they have it worse than we do. The dudes die all the time. We get eaten. They probably they. deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, don't. They I don't want to break the mic. Do you own these? Yeah. No. There's certainly a gender inequity in spite of mating, which I think needs to be addressed. But yes, a white man is going to tell us. Here, let me join in on this. I agree with you. Yes. Yes. You, me, and Barnaby. <laughs> Uh, moving yes, on. Uh, let's not go this. there. Yes. I live in Armadale now. So <laughs> 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 I think this one's for Sophie. We have a lot for you, actually, Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> Fluids. What's the deal with glass? Yeah, I don't know. So I think like glass is one of those things that's like halfway between like a fluid and a solid. Like we don't actually know because you know the whole thing is if you look at a window that has existed for a long period of time. It's kind of gathered at the bottom. But look, to be honest, I, I just don't know. Jim? <laughs> You're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed. No, no, don't answer. No, no, You're not allowed to do that. Friend. <laughs> He's the head of mathematics at Macquarie University. I feel like he should... Yeah, come, come on, Jim. Is that, is that right? It's just like a, it's in the middle. No, it's not right. <laughs> so what's the answer, Jim? Don't let a man explain you. Should have called a friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's because he doesn't know. Next question. All right. <laughs> Next question, thank you. All right, moving on. None of that. I saw the evil eye there. That was awesome. That's why I didn't want to you find her. You see it from there, but I saw it. It was great. All Jim, right. I'm sorry. I don't think you're making it out alive. All right, this one I'm going to assume. I'm going to assume it doesn't have a, uh, a spelling error in it. Is Goodwill Hunting the go-to movie for moth people? <laughs> I'm guessing that's for the, the biologists at the end. Oh, math people. Oh. C. A single letter, eh? <laughs> Thoughts, anyone? <laughs> How accurate is the math in Goodwill Hunting? I just don't believe that Matt Damon is very good at maths. Ooh. There are so many mics That's not controversial. Come on. <laughs> I'm more of an imitation game gal because I really love Benedict Cumberbatch. Ooh. But also, obviously, the best movie that has ever been made is. Anyone? Hidden Figures? Oh, nice. Yeah. About maths. No, about anything. About anything? Except for Jurassic Park. (laughs) (laughs) What? Because that's about dinosaurs. I don't know, Elf. That's a pretty good movie, actually. That's That's a really good movie. I really like that movie. (laughs) It's a really good movie. I was going to go with the Spawn movie. Anyone ever see that? (laughs) One person's seen it and doesn't agree with me. It's terrible. Anyway. (laughs) And what do they mean by, do you like apples? (laughs) 
It's a goodwill hunting question. Is it, how do you like them apples? Was that it? Yeah, yeah. What, what should have the appropriate response been to that? No, I hate apples. <laughs> I never got that part of the movie. I didn't get it. All right. <laughs> Only in a pie. Yeah. <laughs> Pies just are delicious. Joke, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a great constant. <laughs> well, he was a mathematician. He should have thrown in math puns. <laughs> All right. This is a good question. How is air a fluid? <laughs> You're working for your money tonight. I'm not getting paid. Oh, oh that's a question. What? I'm getting paid so much to be here. <laughs> a million dollars. That's because I'm a white male. <laughs> You're gonna start ringing the mansplaining bell here in a second. I think. <laughs> I'm not getting paid anything. I just want to. <laughs> no one is. <laughs> so when I think fluid, I think gooey stuff. But air's not gooey, right? No. So how's it a fluid? It flows. There you go. You heard it here first. <laughs> Like, that's, that's actually the answer. <laughs> it flows. All right, done. All right, it's going to go deep. Uh, I think I'm going to ask both of these. What's the, when was the last time doing science got in the way of your love life? Start with Naomi and... Yeah. <laughs> Surely your camera and vials have fattened your hair back. Yeah, what do you know? what I love to do. I take him home and make a little bit of nice, lovely, scented soap. It's beautiful. <laughs> People are clapping. <laughs> it's because they paid to be here. They have to have something out of it. <laughs> yeah, thanks for trying, guys. I really appreciate your effort. It's good. <laughs> Anyone else game to, to jump in on this one? Around grant season all the time? I don't know about you. <laughs> that is like the worst time of Explain the year. Explain that for the non-scientists. Oh, every year, just after Christmas and just before school starts, we have to hand in a grant. Which means, of course, you have to juggle family life and work life and sex life. And begging for money. And begging for money, which is very <laughs> difficult. Which, you're just working all the time at that point. Yeah, and it's just me? No, there's not many science kids born in October and November. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. He has the stats. I know that's not your strong point. It's not. Yeah, yeah we talked stats. about that earlier. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, this, this is a slightly less personal one, but still salacious. What's the sexiest part of your science? You've got to sex it up. I mean, you, I mean, we can skip Mike. Every second word you've said has been sex. It's all I do is talk about sex. <laughs> Isn't your lab just called the sex lab? It, it is called the sex lab how did how did you come up with that name it's, i know it was, took a lot of we paid a lot of companies to come up with logos and that so what's your logo no we, we never agreed on one they were That's really for bad the best. Yeah, i agree yeah. it is anyone else you're all, you're all very You're talking about shy. liposuction and tubes of fat there's not much that's very sexy about that they go in and get liposuction and come out Gorgeous. The surgery. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's sexy, but I remember one of my students came back from the field with a photograph of this backpack full of various sized women's underwear that he found in the middle of nowhere. I'm sorry, what? It's hot, hot. That's creepy. Various sized it, women underwear. And, and oh it God. wasn't clean. No. Moving on. Next question. <laughs> For us, we have a you can grab the one. 
yeah. Oh, All right, that, I haven't you should read it. You should read it. I haven't read oh, it. Oh, make James so, answer yeah. it. Yeah, make James answer it. All right, let's Wait, do this. Uh, it's hard to read writing. <laughs> <laughs> Legendary Australian band, The Scientists, have been credited, credited with inventing <laughs> grunge. Was that a good thing? Oh, great. Yes. <laughs> it was a, I thought it was invented in Seattle. <laughs> this one has two questions. Oh. Uh, the two the, the scientists predate the Seattle so movement by <gasps> many years. Can you read the second question for Sophie? Breaking news. Oh, my, my glasses are in the green oh, okay. room. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, this is deep and heavy. Are you ready? I had four gins. Let's do this. <laughs> yes, you're so ready. Okay. And, and soda. And soda. They weren't straight. I'm hydrating as well. Definitely a fluid. They're yes, all fluid. fluid dynamics. Sophie. Yes. Hmm. What do you think the future looks like for women in maths? Oh, yes. <laughs> I know. Are we going to break the glass ceiling? And well, is that ceiling a fluid? I was going to say, we haven't established whether it's a fluid or not. Are we going to smush through it? Look. Smush through it. <laughs> Like that. <laughs> Very <Yeah>. slowly <laughs> through years. Um, look, no, I think it is looking better. I, you know, I think unfortunately stereotypes exist for a reason, and the mass community are old, strange <laughs> white men. Um, I don't know. Is Jim cheering the straight white men thing? Or I said strange. The change, the strange. There's are the change in. Uh, sorry, Jim. I don't want to. Uh, okay. Yeah. I think he was cheering you on. No, no, Jim is a big supporter of women. Um, yes. Because he realises that everyone's a person and why don't we just respect people for the things they do. Um, yes. But no, I, I think it is better and, um, and, and as you guys will know, I, um, I find public speaking very uncomfortable but I also think it's important to have better role models than the ones that we sometimes have. And like so I Jim. think... Also <laughs> Jim's all right, he's fine. <laughs> I... I agree with you, yeah. Um, and so I, look, I think when I went through like maths in undergrad and postgrad and everything else, um, I didn't really know any female lecturers and there were no people that I looked up to. And I think w- like part of what we're seeing now is the face of maths in Australia changing, which I think is really important because then people can make decisions based on what they want to do, not what they think they should do. So I think like it's going to get better and I hope it does get better. And otherwise, the sun will eventually explode and we'll all die, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> True that. <laughs> Thanks, Nora. <laughs> well, well, some people have tweeted us questions. Oh, nice. and, uh, and now that we're, we're empowering women, uh, someone has tweeted a pickup line to you, Sophie. So <laughs> what did I do? Future trophy wine. Uh, oh, is that- <laughs> yes! Oh, don't forget Hypermeta Hipster asks, besides gin and soda, what's your favourite fluid and why? There's a lot of innuendo in that. I know, yeah, I don't... Whoever asked that. Let's, we can keep you it. You can pass if you like. <laughs> I just really, I like, I mean, white wine. <laughs> <laughs> Beer in the summer. <laughs> and at Jacinta Kong has tweeted, what do you think is the most important personality trait for a scientist to have? Perseverance. Yeah, persistence. Absolutely, Naomi. Very well done. Yeah. Well done, Naomi. You <laughs> Naomi, yeah. <laughs> You're all like, don't stay in science. And I'm like, I want to do it. <laughs> 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 really want to stay in 
I have my perseverance, just hold on to it. So if, if perseverance is a, a trait of scientists, what are, some, uh, what are some scientific stereotypes? I mean, we've been all about breaking down science stereotypes tonight, but what are some of the science stereotypes that you think you live up to? I mean, you two down the end are sort of converging on a phenotype, I, I think. I was going to say, extractive, attractive hairy men. Are yeah! <laughs> Lots of beard. Everyone loves beard these days. My, yes. my, my protocols literally have a section where it's like, make sure you cover your beard. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get lots of keratin in your samples when you study proteins. It's, it's a genuinely important oh, no, thing to do. I get do. it, I get it. I just got to cover... Yeah, don't get your beard in science. I know. <laughs> don't sprinkle it in. I think there are some funny stereotypes. I don't think Hollywood's oh. cottoned on to the unrealistic standards of beauty that we present. They don't get very good-looking people to, <laughs> to, present, to display. I mean, Laura Dern excluded. You know, there's, there's She's not a lot amazing. Of, she is, but, you know... Um, I think that the nerdy thing is a really weird thing because you do meet some really interesting people in science. I don't know if I want to get too serious, but the I think the keyword is I, interesting. <laughs> no, interesting. But, I, but I think I think the diversity of people that do science is as similar as the diversity of people elsewhere. And I think sometimes that stereotype needs to be banged on the head a bit. Some of the, especially the kids you teach, are just so amazing and the, the stuff they do outside of science. So, yeah. So, sorry, sorry to <laughs> drag it down to that. Well, I mean, you, you know, we can be, you know, fit that nerdy stereotype sometimes. I mean. You know, Sophie, whenever you whenever you take your glasses off, do people all of a sudden realize your your unbridled beauty and you she's super girl, ball gun and yes. <laughs> I don't take my glasses off. Oh, see. <laughs> 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 well, guys, our, our panel tonight. I want to stress the the caliber of the scientists we have here tonight. They're all amazing prize-winning scientists. Naomi, you're the, one what of the national <laughs> finalists for FameLab, which is a science communication competition run nice. by the British Council. It shows. That's a good prize. Round of applause yeah. for that. In fact, Sophie, last year you were selected as one, of, as one of the top five science communicators in the country by the ABC. Jerks on them. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, you also won that award a couple of years ago, and you won a Tall Poppy Award for your science communication activities. Once again, shows how low the bar is. We're really <laughs> bad at accepting praise. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, scientists are really bad at that, actually. Yeah, it's true. That's a stereotype that exists. Yeah, that's, well, that's true. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think of anything I've won. No, don't worry, Dieter. Don't worry, James is about to tell you In right fact, now. In fact, I happen to know, a couple of years ago, you were runner-up. For the prestigious title, Scientist with the Most Hats. Shit, In fact, Anthony, I believe we have a slide showing that momentous occasion. Are we able to uh, oh, I'm so bring us up on our little screen? <laughs> you look uh, good. T- tell us, Dieter, exactly how many hats are you wearing? I'm wearing many. That's a maths question. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> I told you I'm not good with numbers. Yeah, I was trying to... The the animal on the left is one of the animals we work on, which is really metal in that it basically stacks its old heads after it molts on top of its existing heads. So all those those things on top... That is so awesome. And so I was trying to mimic the animals. uh, But I've just realised, now that you've mentioned that prestigious award, I am kind of a big deal, so... (laughs) 
<laughs> Are you saying it wears its own dead heads? Oh, it molts its heads. When caterpillars molt, they shed their heads and get a new one. Instead but what of just... do they do with the old ones? Well, not, uh, most... They wear them as hats, obviously. <laughs> yeah, yeah. most of them it will, will eat them. But this guy, this, well, these caterpillars actually stack them and they use them to avoid getting eaten and attacked by things. They use them to parry um, predators away and parasitoids and... Nature is cool. But I have so uh, awesome. This is why we became scientists for stuff like this. Really, that's awesome. For all the hats. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I love it. Now that you've met, I didn't know these awards counted. I've got another one that's in the same vein. There. You know. Uh, Is this the uh, the cats one? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You also threw your hat in the ring for a scientist with cats, and I believe we have a slide of that, Anthony. You're able to bring that. How did you go? Any, any rankings in the cat? Oh, I was runner-up in that one too. So, <laughs> so some of you will say second place is the first loser, but we're all winners. You know? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. How many cats do you have, though? Two. Two. Oh. And they're your cats there in the photo? Are they both um, my, my family's cats, yes. Oh, it's um, adorable. You look really happy there. <laughs> Does anybody else notice how happy yeah. he is? That, that's about as good as it gets when you get old, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> That's me blissfully excited and just, you know. And if, for all of you who are thinking of The Simpsons Catwoman, yes, I know I look like the woman from The Simpsons with the cat, so. That's not another slide, is it? So. No, no, it's all good. I mean, how many hats does one have to wear to win this award? Uh, there are about ten. Ten hats? Yes. On the one ahead? Yep. That's Big. inhuman. <laughs> We, we, we in the multi-hat wearing community prefer superhuman. Super <laughs> we should probably explain this. We don't actually give awards to scientists with hats on. How did this come about? Oh, there's a, um, a Twitter account called uh, um, Academia, Academica Obscura and the, yeah. he offered to... I bet you there's a lot of followers. <laughs> send, 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 well, just the, well, it's Twitter, so it's that toxic sludge pit with <laughs> tens, of, tens of thousands of people. Amen. And he said, um, he said yeah, look, um, academics with hats, academics with cats. And I'm really wishing he'd come up with academics with bats because I come from a, cr- a cricket background. We have about 20 cricket bats at my house. So I, I reckon I would have I gone from runner-up to... But, oh, no, we didn't go with cricket. Academics with bats, so it was just... <laughs> An old wound, James. It's okay, man. <laughs> All right, well, guys, I have, I have a surprise for you. Tonight, we're going to premiere a brand new uh, event. We're going to have the first ever in situ science quiz for best scientist on the panel of amazingness. I have 10 questions for you, and you're all going to compete for this. Science is always science a competitive. so competitive. It's yep. always a competition. Why can't we but we have a prize. A Air is a fluid. Well, what's Hang the prize? On. Air is a fluid. <laughs> no, I'm just trying to... The winner no. of this quiz takes home a solid gold... That's not gold. I thought it was a diamond. Oh, God. Oh, we know who's going to compete for this. Everyone stop talking from now on. And will be this year's grand prize winner. Yeah. It is. It's, it's 24 carat. It's very heavy. Is it edible? It looks heavy. You're so strong. <laughs> it's all the stem cells I've been injecting into my biceps. From Thailand. From Thailand. <laughs> yes, if I remember correctly. <laughs> so, right, so I have ten questions. Oh, uh, damn. In the absence of buzzers, you're just going to yell out your name. Probably not. All right. Yell out your own Michael! <laughs> <laughs> is that what we do? That's do we your have buzzer. Our own sound? Huh? I'm just going to yell out your name. The, so your wait, name is the buzzer. Okay. Yell out your name if you know the answer. If you get it wrong, you don't get to try again for that question. Oh. And the, uh, the name of the game... But why is... wouldn't you just yell at your name before you even ask the question? I get the, f- the opportunity to answer first. 
That's, I think there's a flaw in your system. Uh, data. Yeah! <laughs> Damn it! All right, guess. Let's go. <laughs> All right, the name of the game is Name That Effect. Name That Effect. Yes. So, for example, if I were to say... Instagram. Uh, this effect uh, describes the way the Earth's atmosphere warms the Earth's surface, you would say... Jim. <laughs> There'll be no phoning of friends. <laughs> Greenhouse. The good one, Sophie. <laughs> no, no, no. Sophie forgot to say her name first. Oh, that's right. That was a practice round. <laughs> Sophie Michael Greenhouse. Greenhouse. We're working out these cobwebs. Practice round. <laughs> all right. Are you guys ready? Wait, do they all end with effect? Oh, yes. These are all okay. cool are scientific all effects. effects. Okay, yes, that's I'm why it's called Name That Effect. There. Okay, got it. <laughs> We're on board now. <laughs> How many effects are there? Ten, ten questions. Whoever gets the most points at the end oh. wins. Are you able to keep score for me? Uh, <laughs> yeah, for he only has... No, no, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Dai Lee, social, manager, social media <laughs> manager for In-Situ <laughs> Science... If you've seen a tweet or a Facebook post or an Instagram, it's Instant coming from what do you I'm call- sorry, a what? Yeah, he's Instantaneous cool. gramming. What do you, a gram? What do you call it's it? A, a post? Mm, it's the instant gram. <laughs> I'm not that His old, name. I swear. All right. I feel like you guys aren't taking this seriously. No, sorry. All right. Yes, sorry. Ready? Question one. This effect determines the rotational direction of cyclones. Michael, so Coriolis. Point for Michael. Yeah, Good job. I can't believe that actually came in Sophie? handy. <laughs> is, is, is Michael Coriolis the guy from The Godfather? <laughs> oh! It's the Corleone effect. That was quick. <laughs> is that a bonus point? That, nope. You should get a point. That was no. a bonus point. No. This is serious, guys. None great. of this. It's not a fun game. We willy-nilly okay. challenging answers. should mention, too, whatever's on this card is the correct answer. There'll be no arguing. This came straight from Wikipedia. I will remind you. We all know that's gospel. Yes. All right. Question number two. This effect causes tea to inevitably dribble down the side of a teapot instead of going into your teapot teacup. Actually, dribble down the side. Yes, when you pour a cup of tea and the tea dribbles down the side of the teapot instead of going into the cup. It doesn't matter how I hold the teapot. I hate that. Sounds like your teapot has been poorly designed. No, it's not. It happens in almost every teapot. It happens to the best teapots. It does all the time. It feels like this is a fluid dynamics question, Sophie. I've never seen this. Before. What is this teapot? Do you drink tea from a pot? Yeah. Do you That's pour it? Weird. Does it yeah. go all over the table? No, and you're there because like... I know how to pour tea. That's bullshit. I know how to pour tea. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> Fuck you, uh, man. Data. <laughs> yes. Greenhouse. No. <laughs> the only fluid thing that has to do with a container I know is meniscus. No. It's called the Coanda effect. No, the what? No, Coanda. Coanda. Mathematicians, anybody? I feel that some this people one? in the audience knew that and they were getting really angry. Hands up, who knew Coanda effect? Jim. Oh, and now you come through, Jim. Now you come Jim. I can't see you over there. All right, question number three. This effect describes the only potential benefits of homeopathy. There's benefits of homeopathy? <laughs> if there's going to be any potential benefit... Oh, placebo! Michael, placebo! Dieter? I said so. Oh. Yeah, sorry, Sophie was first. I All was right. going to say placebo. <laughs> Point for Sophie. <laughs> <laughs> the look on your face when you were like... I was like, I almost got one. <laughs> <laughs> I really want that dinosaur. <laughs> I forgot you had to say your name first. Um, excited. Question number four. All right, listen carefully. This is a phenomenon 
where some people are convinced that they have watched a film called Shazam starring US comedian Sinbad, oh, despite the fact it doesn't exist. Okay, can I have a little more context while you're thinking about nope, it? No, I can reread this question. Like. <laughs> people claim to have seen a film called Shazam starring US comedian Sinbad. It does not exist, I but people swear it. that it they've seen it. It was in a BuzzFeed it. thing recently, I think. <laughs> I Do you know the name of that we effect? We get all our facts from Wikipedia and BuzzFeed. <laughs> Sophie BuzzFeed. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what it's called. No, I know, I know it. We all, we all passing? Oh. Anyone from the audience know this one? Jim. Shane? <laughs> Shane Hanks, everyone. Mandela. It's called the Mandela Effect. <laughs> People also claim they remember Nelson Mandela dying in prison. Yes. I know Shane better than everyone else here, so I should get that point. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I think that's how it works. It's also an effect. People use this as justification for like multiple yeah. universe theory and stuff like that. But really, people are stupid, and that's all it is. <laughs> all right. Ready? Question number five. This effect describes the change in pitch of a passing car engine. Dieter. Dieter. Doppler. Nice. Point for Dieter. I'm not fast enough. <laughs> Ask me <Yeah>. about stem cells. <laughs> Ask Naomi about stem cells. Naomi, stem cells. All right. Question number six. This effect describes the phenomenon where cities are warmer than country towns. Where cities are warmer than country. I think they'd like some too. So. What, what do we just get? What did we just get a... Is that vodka? Holy shit, there's four shots there. Hold on a second. <laughs> this is going to help Hold me think. Hold the quiz. <laughs> this is going to help me think. Here, it's going to help everyone think. Sorry, there, there's some salt coming down too. So. <laughs> Who's the very thoughtful there's person that did this? Too. No, you don't drink salt. I know, it's not a fluid. It's not a fluid, guys. It's a salt. Just bear with us, guys. We're, go- <laughs> We're hitting the There's sauce. one extra. Who You're- bought this? Yeah. It's Mars, Dina. Mars, man. Mars. Oh, Dieter, you don't All right. I've got two. You have a salt no, thing. It's, it's oh, okay. Fair enough. It's so good. Yeah, have a right. sh- Let's mix them together. No, <laughs> your ideas are <laughs> terrible. They are. Sorry, your ideas are terrible. Everyone watching Amy's going to chug a glass of salt. Cheers. Here's the science, everyone. Naomi, Sorry. would you like... Do you want some... Um, don't shoot the salt here. Michael, salt. heat! Here. Sorry, All Michael, right. temperature. Michael, cement effect. inland. Naomi, oh, cement there's effect. There's more, there's more. Right. Tequila here, so. oh. There's more tequila here? Right. How's there more? I think you let the team down. I drank what mine. Kind of team this is the weirdest quiz I've ever hosted. <laughs> I'm just going to put this out right this is now. This your fault, though. You realize. <laughs> Michael, inland effect. Nope. Michael... Sorry, what was the question? Land... Michael, temperature discrepancy. This is the effect that describes why cities are warmer than oh. country towns. Cement effect. Uh, I don't know. Uh, data, city effect. Uh, urban, urban heat island effect. Oh, what? <laughs> All you what? needed was a shot. Were you just holding that the whole time? <laughs> yeah, we, we work on it. So <laughs> I thought I'd give... That was cold-blooded. Uh, yeah. That was a real alpha move, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> This is cutthroat, Dieter. Don't hold back. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Question number seven. So is, it, is, it, is it two one? He's winning. Two and then two one. to Jim. Well, yeah. <laughs> I think Jim doesn't, doesn't, doesn't have a microphone. <laughs> Sorry, Jim. It's, um, it's just the rules. Question number seven. This phenomenon, or this effect, describes a phenomenon where pregnant mice will terminate their own pregnancies when exposed. The Bruce, to the Michael Bruce effect. Michael Kasimovic, everyone. The Bruce effect. Thank you, Tegan. 
She's been working on this during her, for her PhD for the last four years, three years. Thank you so much for being a PhD in the sex lab. <laughs> Can you lab. explain this to us while we're on it? Yes. So mice abort their own pregnancies. Am I doing this or are how? you doing this? I'm prompting you. You go. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I thought you were but just going. How? <laughs> Boom! Please I repeat do it, that into I the microphone. With my mind. <laughs> Science. Telepathy to the audience. It's ventriloquism, isn't it? <laughs> just like, it. Thank <laughs> you very much, Justin. It sounded like it came from there. <laughs> yeah. yes. what, what, so, go. Explain. Why do they do this? So a female mouse will get pregnant, and then her mate may leave. Maybe he dies, or something happens to him. And another male comes around, and it's just like, oh, no, another male's here. If I have babies, that male's going to eat my babies. This is what mammals do. For those of you who don't, <laughs> don't know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> There's laws so against it judge. for humans, though. So then what uh, a female mouse does at that point is she um, prevents her pregnancy from occurring and reabsorbs the embryos so that um, she doesn't end up losing all of the Without energy. Without sounding like a child, but how? Science. <laughs> <laughs> Little tiny mice coat hangers. <laughs> oh, ho, ho. you went there. Even Sophie's just like, I, I don't think you're allowed to say that. And I said a lot of things I shouldn't have said. Control Z. <laughs> yeah, we can edit this podcast. It's fine. Yeah. I keep, <laughs> Not live. I keep my cred. Don't, Sorry, this, don't let the suit fool you. I, am, I don't say. <laughs> it's tweeted already. Just little mouse paper clips. Anyway, moving on. We're up to. Qu- I didn't expect so, yes. this going this way. So, but, uh, are, we, are we still on 2 1 or 2 2, two 1 1? Uh, uh, we'll, we'll find out at the end. Yeah. All right. Question number eight, the pointy end of this. All right. You're in a crowded room. The buzz of people around you is filtered. Uh, data, up. the cocktail party effect. Oh. That is correct. <laughs> I think Can you How do you beat this guy? Yeah, just really competitive. <laughs> Give me the crown. Can you please uh, explain what the hell we're laughing at? Because I didn't where you can the be hearing the buzz in this room, and you hear, and someone will say your name over in the distance, and you'll pick up on it, and you'll hear it because you're attuned to hearing it. Oh. So, so because you're superhuman, you could say. Well, not just normal human, but oh. thank you. <laughs> Everyone can oh. do this. Was that was that Sorry. general or me? Yeah. Uh, both. No, that, so, so that, that notion where you all of a sudden you pick your ears prick up and you hear your own name across the room, even though you're not hearing anything else across the buzz. Is that right? the cocktail party effect. Very good. <laughs> All right. I don't know any effects. So I'm a little no. bit worried. <laughs> We're not going to win this. Okay. Surely, surely someone will know this one. Uh, stupid people think they're smart. Data. Uh, the Dunning-Kruger effect. Yes. <laughs> the Dunning-Kruger effect. I feel like that's very important given the age we live in. one already. Uh, well, that, that's the notion that we don't know how stupid we are and, or, or that people overestimate their ability to understand or, or do something so stupid. It's, it's this notion that people that are dumb don't understand how stupid they can be and it's, it's used quite dismissively of people. I'm not sure how, how, how fair it is but it's so convenient for people that think they're smart we, we like to embrace it. So. But it's something you can, like, they've done studies you can quantify and give people a yeah. test and then ask yeah. them how they did on the test. Yeah, yeah. So, we get, so we're overconfident. It refers to people being overconfident in their own abilities Oh, is that oh, right? The, the smarter you are, the more you realise you don't know. Yes. Yeah. We're in a suit. I feel pretty confident. 
I'm doing well. You look, you look great, very Jess. good Thank also, you. by the way. Give us the memo about the proper suit, but it's fine. I just had we to one told up what to wear, everyone. <laughs> there was no dress code. Seriously. It's just... <laughs> right, final question, everybody. This effect describes the way a shower curtain sticks to your leg. I hate that. <laughs> that is, is in a hotel room that is the grossest thing when it touches you and sticks because to you because it's touched oh, no. everyone That's, else I know you'll actually have like a disease and I swear to God there'll definitely be some like little biofilms clinging to that oh. that are now clinging to your leg and they're oh, gonna just spread up it. you can they get into you oh I don't know you know about fluids more than I do <laughs> static effect we have oh, a guess of static effect anyone else want to have a guess this effect where a shower curtain sticks to your leg Effect. I don't know. I don't know any effects. It's gross, though. Psycho. <laughs> it does feel like that. I agree Alfred with that. Hitch That's the right answer. Got a creepy, grabby shower curtains. Yeah. Any, anybody want to shut this one out? No. Jim. <laughs> don't Sorry, let Jim. I got you involved. I didn't mean to. I got to. you involved. Believe it or not, it's called the shower curtain effect. Man, I um... That's the worst. <laughs> It's rubbish. Yeah. You're trying so hard with cement effect and dumb things. That one. Yeah, no, I agree. This should be cement effect. <laughs> All right. That was a quiz day. How are we going for scores? On a grand total of zero, we have Naomi. Red applause for Naomi. Grand total of one, we have Sophie. One is bigger than zero. On two points, so good we have I'll shank you. Jim and Shan from the audience. Good job, Jim and Shan. Woo! Also on two points, we have Michael. So what now? And with a grand total of four points, we have the smartest scientist here on the night, Dieter Hockulai. Come and get your prize. Woo! Give it up. This is very fitting. Can you promise Careful us you'll heavy. wear it on top of your many hats? <laughs> Put it on your head. Yes. Nice. Yes. Round of applause for Dieter. Everyone with social media accounts. Panel, everyone. Oh, it's holding a spider. It's, I'm sorry, I got no, really excited. You. <laughs> you know what? I, I, I study stem cells. It's I don't know that. It's fine, it's fine. There's many legs in a bug. I'd like to thank... Oh, sorry. <laughs> please, go, please ahead. go ahead. Turn off the rest of the microphones, please, Dieter. Yeah. Do you, want, you can give a speech if you like. <laughs> that is never something you should ask. <laughs> Um, thank you very much for the opportunity to come tonight and participate in the in-situ science. It's been a great privilege and um, I'm honoured to, to beat these three. <laughs> yeah. You should be. Yeah. So, Is I'll that a jar lid? <laughs> no, it, it, for diminish, people that can't see it, there's a T-Rex standing on a giant tire fighting a scorpion yes. in an ant. And a frog. But there's a lot of lizards here, too. Yeah. And a frog. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lizard and a frog. Uh, and as someone that doesn't win Dieter anything. will be showing this off for Amongst the Crowd later on. But oh, for now, there's an ant there. guys, that's been our show. Let's congratulate Yay. our panel. Thank you all for coming. We're going to try to do this every year. Make sure to check out InCitruScience.com. My name's James. I've been your host. Have a good night. podcast is part of the Australian Educators Online Network, aeon.net.au.